know the vibes. Welcome back to the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K24. It's myself, Momutsi, alongside me as always, the three-time NBA champion, the one and only Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, <laughs> how how you feeling today, bro? Oh, because man. you better be packing your suitcase. I'm gonna oh, see no, you in a minute, bro. That's that's light work. That's light work. Well, let's get to this. To do that for him. But go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, go no, ahead, no. Go we ahead, don't do ahead. that, Mo. You know, well, I'm a kid <laughs> from Detroit. No one touches our clothes. No one touches my clothes, Mo. <laughs> no, no one touches my clothes. No one washes my clothes. You know, we self-sufficient there. However, Mo, let's talk a little bit about Wimbenyama. Can we talk a little bit of about Wimbenyama? Of course. Very disappointed we're not going to see... Well, we're going to see him at Rising Stars game, but uh, not no, in the no, All-Star game, which is where he belongs. But go ahead. Talk yeah, to me, BJ, because why, why, we mentioned just, it a little somebody bit. Need to, yeah, somebody needs to explain to me how come this kid is not in the big game on Sunday. I mean... Because the Spurs record just, is Mo, absolutely just, terrible. Just read that epic stat line from last game. Let me get it up. It's, it's in, 27 in points. Yeah, yes. 10 blocks. How many rebounds? Let me pull it up here. Let me pull it up here. Because it's it's too many. It's there's it, too many stats to count. 14 rebounds, five assists. And I think he had a couple steals as well. Is this where I've got to click on the expanded box scores? Because he, he's putting up too many numbers to even put in the first box score. I've got to find, I've got to track down the latest one. Um Let's have a look here. The full box score. Victor Wembanyama, 29 minutes of play. 10 of 14 from the field. 2 of 4 from downtown. 5 of 6 from the free throw line. 2 offensive boards, 12 defensive boards. So 14 rebounds total. 5 assists. 2 steals. 10 blocks. He did have 7 turnovers. However, I'm not mad at that. He was still plus 20 on his way to 27 points. Now, BJ, can I say one thing? You can say more than one thing. The link in the description. Get your copy of NBA 2K24 because that's the only place other than Victor Wembanyama you're going to see 10 blocks in the game. I'll tell you that right now. And, and how many minutes did he play? 29. Okay. Now, I want someone to explain to me how come this kid is not in, in the All-Star game. Well, it's the record of the Spurs. That's the only reason. Uh, well, okay. All right. Well, all right. I, I, I'm just going to keep I'm just going to keep harping on this until someone can give me a legit reason how come the kid is not playing well I, I've, I've got a i've got another question for you why is he not the defensive player of the year i don't see no one else blocking 10 shots well well i, I mean we haven't gotten to that yet <laughs> <laughs> now he certainly has to be in the conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so again, I, I, I just want i just want to highlight this before you know it starts because we're gonna we're gonna come back to this at some point you know because we're gonna come back to this to some point to say how come victor Wimbenyama as a rookie was not in the nba all-star game as a rookie because he's that good and i i and he's deserving to be in this game mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay, all right, I'm ready to go now. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it is crazy what he's doing, right? And then you got to think he can also put up the five by five stat line. Points, assists, rebounds, blocks, and steals. That's light work for Victor. He he will get, he will do a quadruple double. Because he's only doing this in 29, 30 minutes. I'm only going to say what I said in the summertime, what I said to you last year. You guys better win your championships now. Because it's weird to think 
this is the worst he's ever going to be if he stays healthy in his career. He's only going to get better than what he is now. So be afraid. Be afraid. Um, elsewhere in the NBA, on the other other conference, another terrible team other than Spurs, who don't have a bright, shining hope like Victor Wembanyama. Well, to be fair, I like Bilal Kulabali, but that's besides the point. The Washington Wizards were in the news today. Um, the Washington Wizards chief decision maker, Michael Winger, informed Carl Kuzma that the general framework of a trade was in place to send Kuzma to the Mavericks. And Carl um, Kuzma told him that he would rather maintain his place at the Washington Wizards than go join a team in Dallas. What's your reaction to that? Okay, well, first of all... <laughs> Okay, I, I'm just going to assume, was I, that I, reported or was that a direct quote from Michael Winger? I mean, Carl Kuzma claims that he rejected. The, let me let me find the source of this. Let's yes, find the source. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he spoke. Very... He spoke. Actually, here's a this fun is, story before we go into who that. Is, who is, is Kyle Kuzma? Kyle Kuzma this? spoke okay. to Josh Robbins of The Athletic. I want to give a shout out to Josh Robbins. When I was, was that 18, 19 years old, BJ? And my okay. first ever NBA game as media. Okay. I seen Josh there wearing a suit, looking all official, talking to every player, talking to every manager. I don't know who he was. I walked up to him and I just asked him, yo, give me some advice, my guy. You look like you know what you're doing. Help a brother out. And he did. And here we are today. Anyway, Cole Kuzma said, this is the quote. I'm going to read it to you. There was a point in time, Dallas, they definitely did want me. Winger presented me with what the trade was and obviously didn't want to trade me and kind of left the decision up to me a little bit and asked me what I wanted to do. I told him I wanted to stay and continue to build something. And that was the end of it. Now, first of all, I didn't know Carl Kuzma had the juice like that. I mean, he ain't got a no trade clause in his contracts. Um, you know, Winger said, Carl's an important player for us and a significant contributor to developing culture. His commitment is necessary for us to achieve our competitive and um, environmental objectives. Under the circumstances, I want to check in with, in with his belief to continue leading us. He re-emphasized his desire to forge ahead, and we're honored to have him. What are your thoughts on this? Like, I would rather stay on the bottom feeder team in the Eastern Conference than go to the Mavericks and play with two all-star caliber players who have just traded to upgrade their big spots as well and actually try and compete in the playoffs. What's your take? Well, it, it's very hard to look at the situation without trying to look at what's the, what is, what we are insinuating here without saying it. I'm going to say it. He don't care about winning. Well, that's not how I, I don't think that's, you know, Kyle Kuzma, if I remember correctly, he's already won a championship. But should I add another layer to this, BJ? Sure, you can add as many layers as you want. I mean, he, he said seems... something else, which you okay. may find interesting. Gafford's got the easiest job in sports now. Speaking of Daniel Gafford, his teammate who the Mavericks traded for, you know, everyone is going to double. He's just got to catch the ball in the middle of the key and he just has to make the right play. 16 and 17 in 24 minutes. That's tough. I'm happy for him. So it's interesting. Um, not like maybe Carl Kuzma doesn't care about winning. But maybe he wants to do more than just wait for other teams to double-team Luca, and then catch the pass off him. Maybe that's why he stayed. Okay. Well, 
I, I think these are all interesting ways to look at it, and I'm not saying I'm right. So I'm just tell me what you think, though. Yes. Okay. I'm happy that you asked. Um, you know, there, there, there. I always talk about not what I really think. It's kind of like what the league plays and coaches and how they play the game. The way that the game is played today, they they play at a pace. Everyone plays at a way where they're, for the most part, well, not for the most part, all teams are running some version of what's called a five-out offense. A lot all of them. Movement. Not all of them now, but but a lot of them. Okay, I tell me a team that's not running some version of a five-out offense. Just give me one. Um... Oh, oh, but now when I really think about it, because they all have the versatility to do it. Yeah, but, I mean, every, everyone's... Go ahead. Give me a team that's not. But... Just give me one. Five, I, I don't care. Just give me one. Well, for, for me, five out is five guys around a three-point line. When you look at a team like Denver, Jokic is usually on the elbows initiating the offense there. Okay. I, unless my television is different than your television... Jokic brings the ball up the court, initiates the offense, rebounds the ball, <laughs> and the other guys run down the court. I mean, unless I'm missing, but maybe your television is different. I mean, this guy gets triple doubles. I think he's the second leading player in the league right now in getting triple doubles. Yeah, like, Monta Sabonis be, be okay, pushing okay, them stats so, up. Uh, but maybe my television is different uh, out here. Okay, you know, I live in the I'm, land of make-believe out here in L.A. I'm, maybe. Every team in the league is playing some version of five out off for the most part. Yeah. For the most, this is what I'm saying. Not every possession, but for the most part, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Why are they doing that? Is because now we are in the age of three point shooting. Okay. Every team, every team, whether they want to do it or not, they have to shoot a certain amount of three point shots because of the math of how they play the game now. That's just a fact. You know, whether, we agree with it or not, it's very hard to beat a team if they make 15 or 16 threes and you only make two or three. That's very hard to do. It's just a math equation at that stage of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, if you shoot at a higher percentage like Steph Curry, suddenly now, if he shoots 50% from three, you have to shoot about 80% from two, provided you get the same amount of shots just to beat him. And there's only one player that I know is shooting in like 70% that gets enough volume. And that's about, that's Giannis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. That's why it's almost impossible. Okay. It's just a math equation. All right. So I say, okay, so what version of basketball do you really want to play? Now, if I'm, if I'm a player and I'm a young player, okay, you have to play, you want to play in an offense where You'll do more than maybe stand in, in the corners and wait for someone to pass you the ball. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. If I'm a young player, which version of basketball would I want to play? Would I want to play a version of, like, let's say, the way Jokic and them play, the way Golden State plays, the way Milwaukee plays? The way your Boston Celtics play. Like, I'm not saying it's a I'm not saying it's the best version. You can play the way the Miami Heat play. There's a lot of different ways to play the game 
to highlight what you do well, right? If you got a big guy like Joel Embiid, okay, you run four out, you run five out, you run four out, one in with the big guy in there, and suddenly Joel's out there shooting threes, and you do all these things. Now, if I'm a player, I just want to play where we may put some emphasis on what I do well. Now, Luca clearly is a great player. He's not a good player. He's a great player, a great offensive talent. No doubt about it. However, even with Kyrie there, he has the ball 90% of the time. And in order to play with him, that means you're going to have to do one or two things. Either you are in the dunker spot. There will be no posting up. There will be no other plays run for another guy because he, and he's very capable of just carrying a, a, a team on the offensive end all by himself. Yes. You, you put guys in the three-point slots, you play, he makes the plays, and, and more times than not, he makes the right play. So now it becomes a preference on how you want to play. That's 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 and, all. It, and it's also similar with OKC with what I love that they do with Shea Alexander is simply him just driving and creating for his teammates. Okay, but uh, 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 here's the difference. He plays much faster than Luca. Yeah. <laughs> there, I get it. You can say that, but Shea plays much faster. Shea plays a different version. So it gets to preference. It gets to, you know, how how teams play, the emphasis they put on, what's needed. And he's a forward. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I think we, if we made that argument, we would say Luca, right? I mean, Luca is an elite, elite player. However, now what are we going to ask him to do? We're going to ask him now to be a player who basically now becomes a spot up three point shooter. Maybe and Paul he Zingis wasn't too happy with that either. I'm not saying it's right no, or wrong. The Paul Zingis came out and said it. Well, it is what it is. I'm just saying, as a young player. I want to explore what I do. Like I saw Porzingis do something. I think it was yesterday or the game before I was watching him. I actually saw him set a screen and roll to the basket. And I thought, <laughs> I no, 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 literally. Like, Mo, I literally was like, oh, wow. That's growth in his game. Because yep. I, I, and the he's first more... part of his, yeah, the first part of his career, he was clearly just a pick and pop. It, it You could like play switch with him with any position because he never rolled to the basket. Now he's rolling to the basket. Now he's getting in the dunker spot. He's he also posting threes. up a lot more, especially when I, they got I, mismatched. I, he's posting up a hell of a lot hey, more than before. So to me, I see growth in his game. Now I'm not taking away to the other places he's played before this, but I saw him the other day actually pick and roll to the basket. <laughs> so and simple. I thought, and I thought, wow. That, that, now, again, that's what I love to see with young players. So I don't have a problem with that. Him saying it. I'm not saying he doesn't want to win. I think it's a preference on who you are and what you are. I remember as a as a young kid, my my dad would always encourage me, and I always encourage other kids, and I always tell kids this. You better know who you are before someone starts telling you who you are. <laughs> you better you better go to the playground or open gym or wherever you practice and figure out what you can do and what you can't do 
because if you have a, an opportunity to play for an excellent mentor or an excellent coach, that coach's job is to try to win the game. And if, and if that is not aligned with why you play the game, then there's going to be a problem. So you better understand who you are and what your contributions can be to winning. And I think that's important, right? I think that's very important. You hear people say this all the time. There's a term here that, you know, and I, I don't like the term, but buy-in. Guys got to buy-in. <laughs> like, like, no, no, Mo, I, I know what I do. Like, Mo, I'm, I'm a three-point shooter. I space the floor. That's what I do. That's my contribution. But if you know that about yourself, then when the coach coaches or your coach puts you in that position, you're like, okay, this is what I do. But if someone doesn't do that, then suddenly there may be some pushback. So I can understand that with Kyle Kuzma. That doesn't mean he's not a winner or whatever. I just think it's just, you know, when someone comes out and has a different opinion, like I respect that. Like, why should he go there and he wasn't happy and he wouldn't be happy there? Like that, believe it or not, that's part of making a trade. You got to do your so, homework. So do you think he's happier in Washington playing how he is than he was with the Lakers being the third option or maybe even less than a third option, but with I LeBron and AD dominating I, over there? I think it's important for young players to figure out who he's they are. He's 28. Okay. The players today, when they come into this league, it's a different game. And the reason it's a different game, the reason I say that, these players aren't spending enough time at the collegiate level or in other leagues to figure out who they are when they come to this league. They're actually developing in real time. This is a new phenomenon. Players didn't come to the NBA 15 years ago to develop. They came he played, to the NBA. He played three years in college though at Utah. Okay. That, That's Reggie why Miller everyone played, thinks he's younger than he is. Reggie Miller and these guys played four years and it was three years before we actually became like full-time starters. So that's a seven year process. It actually takes time to develop. There is no other place on the planet earth. Maybe Mo knows about another place where the NBA game is taught and coached and played other than in the NBA. There's no other place. So yeah, you went to college for three years. That's a different game. You went to college for three years and you start and you came into LA and you played on a winning team. Look at look at this kid Kaminga right now. Yeah, look at him. Right. He went to the it takes time for these young people to be able to contribute on good teams and winning teams. There's no transition place for them to go learn about what's important to them. Learn about the game. Learn about yourself. Learn about how to be a pro. That takes time. Some guys takes three years. Sometimes it takes four. Sometimes guys come into the league, they're ready to play. However, for most of us, that's a five to seven year process. Unfortunately now, because no one's going to college, people are going into G League, they're actually developing here. That's just the way it is. And you hear me say this all the time. What's the value of these picks now when we know these players aren't ready? Hmm. And we always make, oh man, this guy's got, he's got first round pick. They're not ready. 
And Kyle Kuzma is an excellent example of that. Is he a great talent? Absolutely. Is he phenomenal? He's six, what, nine, six, ten, run, jump, shoot threes, da-da-da. But how long does it take before you can actually start playing at that level? So so and, he and played three years in college. He's 28 yes. years old now. Do you think mm -hmm. he's developed into the player he is, or do you still think he's figuring out? I still think he's figuring out. And the reason I say that is because he came to the Lakers. He never had a chance to explore mm. he, he, with, with the Lakers. That was LeBron's situation. That was AD's situation. He was thrust into a, to become a role player. He was thrust into that. Look at Brandon Ingram. Look at Julius Randle. Look at Jordan Clarkson. Look at these guys. Brandon Ingram is not the Brandon Ingram that we're seeing if he was still in LA. That's just what it is. Julius Randle is not the all-star Julius Randle that we're seeing right now if he was still in L.A. That's no knock on anybody. That's just what it is. So these young players need time. These young players need an opportunity to figure out who they are, what they are, who they can become, and then become comfortable, comfortable with yourself. Like, everyone comes in and thinks, oh, man, I'm going to be the next great whatever. And then all of a sudden you realize, man, these guys are pretty good. Maybe my role is just to be a defensive player. Maybe my role is to be a role player. Some guys never figure it out. However, believe it or not, some of them mold develop on. Look at Tyrese Maxey. Look at Maxey. Yeah, but these it's guys James are a lot younger than Kuzma. Okay. Your opportunity comes when it comes. Okay. Your opportunity comes when it comes. Like, I remember the late Kobe Bryant when he came in the league. He was playing behind an all-star. His name was Eddie Jones. Yep. And they got rid of Eddie Jones, and that made room for the other guy. That's just the way it works. So on one hand, it's great to have a veteran in front of you. Why? Because you have to learn from somewhere. You got to learn. You got to learn from somewhere. But then <laughs> when your time is ready, look at Halliburton. Halliburton is another example. The, these examples, it's just comp to me. It's just common way of thinking about it. Halliburton played with De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is phenomenal. Now Halliburton goes to goes to Indiana, gets an opportunity. They put the ball in his hand. It's his team. Let's see what you got. Yeah. And he responds. Yeah, it's a shame that that didn't happen for Jordan Poole. Um, because well, that's that's it, it, that's going to require a whole nother episode for no, talking it, about you that. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> Jordan Poole is a terrific player. However, Jordan Poole has got to figure out how to harness what he does and his talent into a winning environment. And what he did in Golden State, he was in the right place. What he did for Golden they won a championship with him. You can't take that away from him. However, now, Jordan Poole playing now, you can see how hard it is, okay? It's very hard in this league to win. That's what's under, that's what's the most underestimated thing in the NBA. These guys who are able to carry a franchise, it's no accident. It's not an accident when you win in this league. You are actually that good. You can be a really good player, but you might not just be that player. And that takes time too. And this is Jordan Poole, unless I missed it, this is his first go around. Because when he came to the league, 
He played with Steph Curry. Steph Curry makes it look easy. Steph Curry carries an organization. He says all the right things. But there is a reason because he's really that good. Now Jordan Poole goes out to on the first time we trade him. And then all of a sudden we expect him to do that. No, no, that, that takes time. Even Steph Curry didn't do that when he first came into the league. Yep, that's Even true. Steph Curry but, but, didn't do but that. Having said all of this, you did say once you lose your confidence, you never get it back. It, it, <laughs> Losing confidence is different than growing pains. I don't think he's lost his confidence. You got to go through the growing pains to get, you got to go through the tough stuff to get to the good stuff. I don't think Jordan Poole's lost his confidence. Like, he's still doing the same things. It's just not, tra- it's just not translating to winning basketball well, at the moment. I mean, you look at some of the performances. He took eight shots against Philly. He was 0 for 5 against Cleveland, 1 for 7 against Phoenix. The old Jordan Poole let it fly any opportunity he got. He's in a new system. By the way, this is his second coach just this year. So he he's playing new system, new teammates, new this, what whatever the case may be. That the new coach now maybe maybe he has implemented a new system. I don't know what it is. Just when you get traded, actually, your role changes. <laughs> actually, they don't say Jordan, what what you did in Golden State. Let's do that here. No, it's a new team now. You, you maybe we see you in a new a new version of yourself. Just like we talked about with Porzingis. This is a new version of Porzingis that we hadn't seen. Because if we would have seen this version, he probably wouldn't have gotten traded. Yeah. This is how it works. So there's growth, there's development, and Jordan Poole is an unfinished product. I mean, that's not that's not a knock. I mean, there's a lot of unfinished players, you know. We all come in having to learn it's just a matter of getting to the right place that fits your talent and then have an opportunity where it matches your talent with that team and sometimes it works sometimes you have to get to two or three teams later sometimes you never get there but there are some players who are just what you know we call standalone players you know some of them doesn't matter where they go they're just that good Yep. Well, there is one aspect of going back to Carl Kuzma, his game, or, or or Carl Kuzma himself, that I think needs some serious work and development. And that's his outfit choices, because that man has pulled up in some of the worst outfits I've ever seen. And um, speaking of that, in NBA 2K24, your my player in your my career mode can be dripped out in some much better outfits than what Carl Kuzma wears. And uh, just dropping just the other day were some very cool brands in the city in the store you can go buy them we had daily paper everyone in the uk knows about that you've got palm angels hype fly market um some valentine's day clothes if you're in your lover boy mood or lover girl mood on on valentine's day today and also a good friend of mine has his clothing brand now included in the game and that's bristol studios a uh, good friend of mine he's born and bred hooper and uh, all of his clothes in you can buy them in real life as well of course but uh, you could also get them in the game if you want to see how they look um they are all based on you know they all have um pay homage to pick up basketball and playing okay. basketball growing up there's some really nice little little touches my favorite are the shorts which are like triple shorts if that makes sense so at the bottom on the hem there's like three layers which obviously goes back to wearing you know when jordan wore his bull shorts over his uh college shorts and whatnot so if you guys do play nba 2k24 you can get it through the link in the description and you can go and get your my player dripped out in some very cool 
Alves. That's another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, the best show in the world. Where else are you going to hear half an hour about the Washington Wizards and their development? So make sure you subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. I mean, I saw Shannon Sharp and Kendrick Perkins today place a bet on the Lakers making the conference finals and the stakes of the bet were Kendrick getting an appearance on Shannon Sharp's podcast. I just think that's ridiculous. But anyway, this is the best show in the world. So make sure you subscribe and tell a friend if they like basketball to tune in. If they want to learn about basketball, they can tune in. BJ can't say these things, so I'm going to come out here and say them. Best show in the world. Make sure until next time you get buckets.